Hello, welcome to the For the Love of Film podcast. I'm your host, Scott David Chase. On this episode, I'm going to talk about the movies Jexy, Bruce Springsteen's Western Stars film, and Light of My Life. Um, this is probably going to be a shorter episode because I just did a really long one with my friend Michael Venn where we talked about uh, Robert Eggers' The Lighthouse, and uh, we talked about many things in that episode, and that should have been the previous episode, so if you missed it, um, it was a, it was a lot of fun talking to my friend, uh, Michael and, uh, yeah, we talked, covered a lot of ground, covered a lot of different stuff, but anyway, um, so first off is the movie Jexy and this is a, this, this is a particularly special film, not in a good way, but, uh, this is a special film because this is, uh, you know, and I, I spent probably, an hour or so debating this thought in my head before coming to the conclusion, but this is in fact the worst film I have ever seen. It's, uh, it ousted Ghost Rider, the Nicolas Cage pre MCU Marvel movie, uh, from being the worst film I had ever seen. Um, yeah, this movie was awful. I, I will say, going into the theater, I was supposed to be seeing the 40th anniversary uh, cinematic, uh, showing of Ridley Scott's 1979 film Alien, which is, you know, one of my favorite films. It's uh, widely considered one of the greatest, uh, films ever made. And, um, I had never seen it in the theater, still have not seen it in the theater because the theater that I went to, um, the times that they had posted on their website and the times that they actually were showing the movie were off by an hour and 20 minutes. So I showed up and the movie was almost over and they were only doing one showing. So even though I had bought a ticket online, uh, the time that my ticket showed, uh, was not the time the movie was actually showing. So the only real condolence they gave me was, Oh, you can just exchange it for something else. So I already was not, excited about seeing this movie. I knew very little about Jaxie going in. It was just purely because I wanted to see something that day so I could talk about for this podcast. And, um, I knew basically it was a romantic comedy. That's all I knew. I didn't, the premise of the movie is, um, this, uh, you know, the protagonist, which is, tough to use that word because he's such an unlikable person and I can't I can't see how we as an audience are sp- supposed to relate to him at all but uh, played by uh, Adam Devine who I had seen in a couple little things as a bit player but is just uh, you know I guess he's technically a comedian although I, I literally did not laugh once in this entire film it's, it's an unbearable film uh, he is uh, I, I don't know how he is on uh, his show. I believe he's on Workaholics, but I, I don't know. I This character in the movie made me want to find Adam Devine and punch him in the face. Um, I'm sure he's a lovely person in real life, um, but is just an uh, obnoxious, annoying, um, nothing, nothing enjoyable or redeemable about this character, yet somehow we're supposed to believe that Alexandra Ship, um, who uh, has played Storm in the last couple uh, Marvel, or, um, or I'm sorry, I mean they are Marvel characters, but they're not MCU, uh, but the Marvel, the X-Men movies, 
uh, a beautiful, uh, charming woman, and even she couldn't save this film. Uh, just, just unbearable. But basically, um, it's he plays a character who's obsessed with his phone, and then the phone breaks, and he has to get a new one. And the iOS is, is self aware, and she meddles with his life, uh, initially making his life seemingly better, but then making his life a living hell because the phone has fallen in love with him. Uh, yeah. Um, if that sounds charming or cute to you, I trust me, it is not. It's, it's really annoying. Rose Byrne provides the voice of the iOS and, um, a pretty thankless job. And, uh, um, this movie has the rare feat of making Michael Pena unlikable. Um, he just plays such an obnoxious character and, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, I hated this movie. I hated this movie so much. Um, I even, there was maybe 15 people in the theater that I saw it with. And there was a group behind me who were just laughing the whole time. And, uh, you know, as the credits were rolling at the end, they, one of them actually said to the other, man, that movie was hysterical. And I actually blurted out to them. No, it wasn't. And, you know, they looked at me very confused that, a, I was going to address them, but B, that I didn't like w- what clearly was something that they enjoyed a great deal. Um, and I'm not trying to be a killjoy. I was just so angry at this film. Um, uh, I, I would give it zero out of ten stars. I hated this movie so much. Um, yeah, that's my uh, th- that's my take on Jexy. So the next one I saw was um, Western Stars, which is a... It's not a documentary per se. It's not a concert film per se. Uh, It's kind of both, but it's kind of something different. So Bruce Springsteen's uh, 19th album titled Western Stars uh, came out earlier this year. And it's not with his longtime band, the E Street Band. It's, it's, you know, it's dubbed as a solo record. He's done a few of these, but I look at a Bruce Springsteen solo record the same way I looked at Tom Petty's solo records because he was the primary songwriter of his band. The band is named after him. So they're kind of all solo records, but stylistically it's different than a lot of the stuff he's done with the E Street Band. Um, there are no horns on this album. It's There's a lot of strings. And in fact, this the concert that was performed for this film it's done with a 30 piece orchestra um i'm sorry i said there were no horns uh there th- there's not the saxophone that you know claire Ernst Clement and then jake jake clemens are known for in the east street band there are a couple trumpets in this orchestra uh but it's a pretty muted thing it's definitely steeped in folk singer songwriter and also kind of a country vibe it, it it's less rock and roll than a lot of bruce springsteen's stuff but it, it's firmly in the singer songwriter vein um to be honest i i i appreciated the album i am a bruce springsteen fan but it, it didn't strike me as one of his better films or one of his better albums i know um my buddy greg gaskell who has been on this podcast quite a lot who's a bigger much bigger bruce springsteen fan than i am really loves that album but um the great thing about this film is so it is performed live, but it's performed live in uh, the barn on Bruce Springsteen's property. 
um, they had the orchestra set up in it and, you know, they invited it, probably about a hundred, 150 friends to watch them play. So it's not a traditional concert film. It's a very intimate thing. And interspersed in the film between each song is Bruce Springsteen explaining kind of what the song's about and sometimes how the song was written. But those scenes are not done with him standing on the stage talking to the audience. It's done as a voiceover narration and there's a sort of a cinematic through line. Uh, there's a lot of footage of him on a ranch and out in the Arizona desert. Um, and it's, you know, it looks beautiful on the big screen. It sounds incredible. And it really, you know, with the explanations of how the songs were written, what they meant to him, it gave me a new insight into the album, a, a deeper appreciation of these songs. So I really enjoyed it. It's it's one of those things that, uh, um, you know, is about redemption and evolving and and growing and how the audience has grown with him over time and um, how he's grown and changed as a human. And, you know, these are all things that, uh, these are all themes that I really enjoy in films. And, you, you know, I, I have a deep love of music as well. So it was really a win on, on both sides. I really enjoyed seeing it. And uh, it is something that I would recommend seeing on a big screen. It's, you know, it, it's very cinematic in scope and um, yet also the, the concert scenes can be very intimate as well. My only, my only slight irritation with the film, and this is just, you know, a, a personal stylistic choice is because the focus is so much on Bruce Springsteen himself visually. Um, and he's, he is on stage and, you know, they prepared for a, a film shoot He's wearing a lot of makeup, and it's very obvious that he's wearing a lot of makeup, and it's sort of jarring, especially kind of my own preconceived ideas of Bruce Springsteen, and, you know, sort of as a rough, rugged, uh, working guy, and in the juxtaposition of him, you know, handling horses and whatnot on the outside, it was a little strange to see um, him with so much foundation on, but, you know, he is... A man in his sixties, he's 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 allowed whatever sort of vanity he 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 needs or wants to represent himself uh, visually. So he was one of the co-directors of this film, so um, he had to have some amount of input into that. But uh, it, it was a little jarring. But other than that, it, it was like I said, it was a minor thing for me. But um, yeah, I would give Western Stars a solid 8 out of 10. Um, and then the last film that I watched, uh, I actually saw it on home video. I don't think it played anywhere around here. And it's a film called Light of My Life, which is written, directed, and also starring Casey Affleck. Um, also starring uh, a very capable young, young actress, Anna Panowski. Uh, I hope I'm saying her name right. but And it's the only thing I've ever seen her in. I couldn't find anything uh, on a Wikipedia about her, but my guess is she's somewhere between 12 and 14. But um, it, 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 it takes place, um, I would imagine, the near future. I mean, it, there's no futuristic elements to it. It it's, looks similar to how the world looks now, but um, there's a strange virus going around that's killing, that's killed pretty much all the world's women 
uh, or most of them that we know of. And um, so Casey Affleck uh, plays plays a father, and he's protecting his daughter, uh, who and she's disguised as his, his son. And he's kind of going through this, uh, you know, the 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 this wasteland of humanity. Um, you know, it seems like there's no electricity so on and so forth, and there's people are kind of scavengers. It's not quite a Mad Max type of post-apocalypse, but um, it is a pretty bleak situation. And, uh, yeah, you know, the few people that realize that he's got uh, a girl with him, um, you know, pose a real threat to them. But it it's not really an action-adventure. It is definitely a drama. It's about uh, man's determination to protect his daughter but you know also trying to figure out how to be a a father to a young woman um you know her her mother has passed she's played by elizabeth moth elizabeth moss in flashbacks and um yeah it was um it was a really beautiful tender and a couple moments very violent and frightening film but um and and i say frightening not in like a horror sense but because the dangers are very real and it's very realistic um, uh, things to be concerned about. Uh, so, um, another, yeah, another great performance from Casey Affleck, um, you know, pulling off triple duty as writer, director and star. And, um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed this film. I wish I'd seen it on the big screen just because, most of the film takes place uh, in the wilderness, and I'm sure it looked beautiful. But um, yeah, I really, really liked Light of My Life a lot. Uh, I would give it, I would give it also eight out of ten stars. Definitely recommend it. So those are the films that I saw over the last couple weeks, and I'll be seeing another movie this afternoon. So I'll be talking about that soon enough for you. Thanks for listening. Bye.